0: and welcome to Risk Chats with Affirm. I'm your host, Paul Marshall. Today we speak with Curtis McNeil and Coltega Proctor about the Affirm Data Analytics Community of Practice. So our equipment kind of went down this day and we had to use our iPhone to record it, so the sound quality might be a little different than usual, but uh, I think it turned out all right. So hopefully you all will enjoy On to the Podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. So today we're speaking about the data analytics community of practice and I'm very happy to have here two of the leaders from that group. So why don't we start off with LaTega.
1: Good morning, good morning. Uh, I am uh, the enterprise risk manager at the, the chief risk manager at the Census Bureau. Uh, I've been working on ERM for, since 2011 actually. Um, we have a, a, a small office, but we have a very mature ERM practice, uh, very dedicated to um, the discipline of ERM, and as far as we've come, I still know that we have a long way to go. Right. A lot to do. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And we also have
2: Curtis. How you doing? Curtis McNeil uh, from the Architect of the Capital. I'm the Risk Management Officer. <clears throat> I lead our uh, ERM program, Internal Controls data analytics uh, and audit liaison. Uh, I've been at the architect a little over two years now. Uh, Prior to that I spent uh, my my, basically my whole career uh, in federal consulting uh, Mm -hmm. on the private side so I've worked at a lot of different agencies uh, doing um, process improvement ERM internal controls type work so happy to be here. All right
0: well why don't we start off Curtis uh, give us a little bit of the background to this community of practice you know why did you all decide to put it together?
2: So yeah it's funny it actually started um, while we were I was walking into the RIM CRMP Certified Risk Management Professional exam, and before going into that exam, I was just having a conversation with a colleague, mm-hmm. uh, and he mentioned that he was using Tableau, you know, to do some dashboards with his risk data, yep. and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty ironic. I'm doing the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. I have a SharePoint solution, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to integrate, you know, SharePoint with Tableau to do some visualizations that I think will help support, um, you know, the advancement of our ERM program mm-hmm. within the agency." Uh, and we were just having that conversation, um, just one-on-one, and there was a, an Affirm board member that was there that kind of overheard that conversation and came over and uh, jumped in and was like, hey, you know, you think there's any interest, you know, in the overall community and maybe starting up a community of practice that will help, you know, kind of lead this initiative. Um, we both thought it was a great idea. You know, I have a tremendous passion, uh, you know, for this stuff, uh, both data and uh, ERM, so, I thought it was, you know, a marriage that kind of made sense. So right. that was kind of the impetus for how we kind of kicked it off. Um, fast forward to kind of where we are now, uh, Latega and I ended up speaking on a panel at the 2018 Affirm Summit last mm-hmm. year, and that conversation was around leveraging data to, you know, to better support or advance your ERM program. Right. Uh, so after we had that session, you know, I approached Latega about you know participating and helping me be a co-chair on this community of practice and it just right. made sense you know she's at the census bureau um they know data it's certainly. all about data exactly right? it's all they, about cer- data. they certainly know data so you know and and she had a very very mature erm program so i thought it was a you know once again it kind of logically made sense mm-hmm. for her to be a part of the effort um and i thought we had great chemistry our presentation went really well and luckily she accepted so that's yeah. kind of the origins and how it got started okay um, from a purpose perspective um, it's really about facilitating the collaboration of public erm practitioners focused around data analytics uh, with really the purpose of maturing your ERM program. So if you think about the upcoming summit, right, so this is all about affirming, and plugging, you know, the good things that they're doing. The 2019 forum is about the next generation of ERM, you know, what you need to know. Um, and I feel like what you need to know is how to better use data to support your ERM program. That's really right. the direction of, you know, ERM, you know, just the world as a whole, you know, data mm-hmm. and data just becoming more and more accessible. So how do you take advantage of the data that's out there right. to help inform, you know, strategic decision making? Right.
0: How do you know the truth as best you can figure out? You know, get your data, give you some ground truth, and maybe give you uh, insights you didn't realize or things that you know, think, uh, way things are operating you had no idea until you really look at the data the right way, mm-hmm. things like that.
2: Absolutely, gaining insights I think is the key, right? You don't you don't want to go in. You can go in with preconceived notions around what you may or may not think, right? But yeah. at the end of the day, I think the data helps to really tell that story and give you the insights you need to make a decision right so absolutely yeah so uh
0: let's talk about the membership you know what uh what kinds of folks are are involved in the group in the cop
1: so we've limited the practice to federal workers so Mm -hmm. that oftentimes federal workers tend to speak more freely without the 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 feel of competition or Mm -hmm. some sort of competitive influence we just want to have a very frank conversations about where we are and where we see our needs and so we've limited to either federal workers um, uh, also a firm members mm-hmm. or persons federal workers considering becoming a firm members we want to open it up to them as well um, it's free registration is required and um, we've seen uh, number of attendees that range you know that, that that cover the full range of federal workers from the agency level to bureau and office and department levels and um, their interest is very strong so we're, we're very proud of that
0: and you see, yeah do you have some state and local folks in
2: there too a little
1: absolutely, bit absolutely state oh, local nice. we 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 open the doors to all to all uh
2: Yeah, I think another thing as well is that, you know, right now this is open to, you know, all federal employees. Uh, I think the ultimate intent as we kind of grow and develop is that, you know, we want folks to be paid Affirm members to be able to participate Mm -hmm. and and gain all the good, you know, insights that we're developing within this process, right? To be able to share within the community. So I think that's part of being able to effectively market the benefits of being an Affirm member is being able to contribute and participate in this community of practice, so that's our ultimate goal. But in order to kind of just gain interest from the community and see, you know, what that looks like, we wanted to make sure that we were inclusive and open, open to all within the federal government. Right. Uh, another thing that we want to consider is, you know, what's a what's a smart and most effective way to leverage the knowledge that that's in the private sector as well, right? Mm-hmm. We want to yeah. make sure that we're, we're tapping into that accordingly as well. So, so we're open to suggestions and potential proposals on, you know, the best ways to do that to make sure that we can make the community of practice, um, you know, all that it could potentially be. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it might make sense even maybe you always want to have a government-only type session but maybe at some point you can invite private in on a special occasion or separate meetings or something. There's Correct. different ways to do it.
2: Yeah, but, we've been thinking about industry days, right, Yeah, something like where that. folks yeah. can come in and, you know, maybe share tools and techniques, things that they've seen across, you know, that they've maybe developed or clients that they serve yeah. and, you know, just what that looks like so people can get you know, an idea of what's in the marketplace.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I will say that we have seen a vast uh, array of, of maturity in, mm-hmm. in the memberships, uh, ERM's programs, and we have to figure out how to not speak to just one level of maturity and, and mm-hmm. have the, the, the sessions open for conversation for even the less mature or even the very mature and those in between. So I think it's very important that we sort of try to meet them where they are um, we, we address our topics based on what their interest is, and so, yeah, our, our group is very engaged, and I, I look forward to so many more people coming that we can meet across the agencies.
0: Great. Well, I think you guys touched on it a little bit, but let's talk more about, you know, where do you actually see the intersection between data analytics and, an e, and a, you know, a good ERM program? You know, kind of put the connection together for us.
2: So for me, in connecting the dots, you know, really no pun intended, but I feel like that's what ERM is, right? As a discipline, as a capability, it's really around connecting the dots, you know, across the enterprise within our respective agencies. So if you can effectively do that, then I think you have an effective ERM program. Uh, it's also about, you know, compelling storytelling, right? So mm-hmm. if you connect the dots and you can tell a compelling story, what better way to contribute to that storytelling effort than to incorporate data, right, to to give some additional Validity to that conversation, to that story. So, uh, from my perspective, you know, you look at erm, it's kind of e- erm and data analytics. Um, it's kind of really a collaboration, and as far as informing. Potentially informing the risk um, that you have within your agency, leveraging data, different data sources to identify risk, mm-hmm. and then it's also, in my opinion, you can really help you support how you manage your risk, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really a two-way street from that perspective, where you know you can gain insights into, hey, this is these are some areas that are potentially risky, or determining how risky or not something may be, right? Leveraging data, and then you know once you've identified what a risk is, you know how do we manage this risk in an effective manner? And how do we leverage data to help you know provide those insights into the direction that we go with what we can potentially um, tolerate from a risk appetite tolerance perspective? So, uh, if you kind of marry the two, I just think it makes a lot of sense, and it really takes you know your ERM capability to the next level to the extent that you can effectively leverage data. So, you know, help and tell that story, connecting the dots. I think is what you know what the two look like together, and makes a lot of sense to me. Right.
1: I think at the Census Bureau, what we found is that. Our ERM process is a communication tool. I think that there's a lot of information out there. We have to make sure that we're speaking the same language. We waste a lot of time when we're not using some of these standards and and things that we bake into our ERM programs. Um, The the time that it takes, for instance, to identify risk, the time that it takes to develop treatment plans for risk is, is consuming. And so if we can share that information, that's a very good thing. The other thing I think is that a lot of times we use data sort of you know, from a historic perspective, which has its place. But I think as um, technology enables um, us to do, we want to be able to use the data to kind of predict future uh, future risks or threats mm-hmm. to, our, to our organization or, or opportunities. Uh, we do track both risks, opportunities, issues, and the more that we can sort of orchestrate data that can help us make decisions around those things, the better off we are. So we use our ERM technology sort of as a, as a tool to sort of give us that insight. What we have found is that, you know, you start with basic information. To me, ERM is just data, it is data. And how you process that data and how you share that data is what's important. I think in this era where technology is, is, is so strong and yet it's easier for, for us to use, we leverage that with the tableau and the, and the visualization, visualization tools and all of those things mm-hmm. to help make, you know, what we're seeing crystal clear right. and then the decisions that we need to make are supported by that. So this, this sort of evolution of uh, the, the, uh, the significant amount of data that's coming at us and our ability to process it in a useful way is, is a beautiful thing. I think that's where we are right now.
0: And you know, so obviously data is great if you can get it, but what kind of challenges have you all found out there you know getting access to data or having the right data?
2: Yeah, I think it, it that's definitely one of the challenges, um, you know access to data, uh, making sure it's quote unquote good data that you have access to right uh, having the the skills, the analytical skills to be able to process the data that you that you receive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think all of those are components of some of the uh, I would say challenges of making sure that you can effectively leverage data in your erm program so um access to to the data i'll start with that one i think it's just it's a communication mechanism right so you have to be able to to effectively communicate you have to establish relationships within your agency to be able to 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 get that data because when you think about it the erm programs themselves don't own a lot of the data right so those datas come from the different program offices the different um the different areas within your organization, you know, that have that data. So being able to establish those relationships mm-hmm. and tap into those networks so you can get access to that data, yeah. um, better understand how they're currently using that data, right? You know, figure right. out what, how they're analyzing it, what their need is, and then figure out, you know, how you can incorporate that data into your ERM program. Like I like to use the example of uh, a very basic way to kind of start is just, you know, maybe look at your enterprise level risk, right? Mm-hmm. Pick maybe your top two or three risks. And figure out what data sources align right. to those risks. Right?
0: Exactly right.
2: Once you start to do that, then you can start gaining your insights. So once you identify what data is available for those particular risks, then you start, you know, having conversations with those with those folks to figure out, okay, this this is an enterprise risk that we have. This is the data that we have available. You know, what's our risk appetite? You know, what's our tolerance? What do we feel comfortable with from a performance perspective? Right on this particular area of risk. And how, how can we leverage data to, to help measure that, help determine the direction that we go, you know, how risky um, something may or may not be. Yeah. You can you can leverage data to, to gain all kinda of insights into that kind of strategic thinking, right? right. So um, <clears throat> I'll let I'll let it take a jump in as well. So
1: so, of course, if the U.S. Census Bureau, we are a data agency, and we do exactly on this broad scale what we're trying to do in ERM, and that is to collect data. And we're and we we specific about what kind of data we want, what we need. Right. I think it, that is at the Census Bureau level, but at the ERM level, we're still understanding, you know, all of the various areas where we can collect data that will help inform our risk process across the organization. Um, one area that we've been doing that in is our audit area. We have mm-hmm. a mature audit oversight group that oversees all the various audits. We have a dozen or more audits going on at at, at any point in time, and we began to realize that the data that resulted from those audits, uh, the recommendations and findings, was Mm -hmm. a rich source of risk data, and not just the threats that they represent that we may be repeating, repeating across the organization but also the recommend uh, the treatments for those the, the plans of actions that are developed to address those risks. so we figured you know this is this can inform our risk process it can inform the risk identification process it can inform the risk treatment process and so we developed a system that sort of relates to our ERM process the relationship has to do with our with our um, our enterprise risk category so that we can categorize those findings and recommendations based on the same categories that we use for our risk process so we are interested to see what other areas mm-hmm. around our organization have been possibly overlooked as being able to contribute to our, our risk uh, ERM goals, and whether it's the identification process, the treatment process, or any other, as well as opportunities. Sharing that sort of data is, so when I say that we're just really just tip the tip of the iceberg right. for what we can do with the ERM, we do know that data just for the sake of data does nobody any good. So our focus now is trying to identify good quality, consistent data. I think if you're be able to use data in, in more than one way, as mm-hmm. we do with the Census Bureau, um, that's a good thing and so we're just beginning and just having the tools that can help us sort of process it and visualize what that data is telling us is what I'm most excited about right now. Yeah.
2: And what it can do too is having access to that data is is being able to really help with scope creep, right? It can really mm-hmm. help you hone in on a particular area, right? So right. there's a lot of data out there that can get really really broad quickly. Mm-hmm. So in order to really focus in on a particular problem area, you know, the data can help you really drill down so you can answer that specific business question or that right. problem that you're trying to solve, right? So that's, I mean, data analytics to me is really about, you know, effective problem solving. So right. in order to, if you use that data appropriately, like you can really drill down to that level of granularity that allows you to answer a specific business question and or need and being able to use the data in that way, I think is, is a smart approach. It is
1: smart. And I'd like to say when we were on our panel yesterday, I love when we're not only trying to inform those that are that are there to hear us speak, but we're also learning and so we were talking about, I think one gentleman on the panel used an example where there was a, a risk, a problem, and they just threw an answer to it. And uh, they said, well, wait, no, let's see if this is really a problem or what's contributing to it. And so what we what we discussed was that the risk process itself forces everyone to think at a deeper level about cause and effect and things of that nature. And so you're able to impact the organization with cost savings and efficiency. And, it just contributes in so much a bigger way than just a risk list. Right. And so having that data available and having it sort of, um, you know, a, a required component to think through, you know, how we're treating it and how it's moving, is it worsening, is it improving, is, is, a, is a really big thing. So the discipline goes beyond just the bounds of just a simple risk list. It really does mm-hmm. farmer management.
2: Absolutely. I completely agree. Because, you know, one, one other thing is, I think data is a great conversation starter, yeah. right? You know, you take that data, you know, you put it up in front of senior leadership, mm-hmm. and now you, you can have a conversation. You know, folks may interpret that data different ways, but it's a great conversation starter. And one of the, I think, true components of ERM is really having good conversation around what your risks are. Right. And I think data can help contribute to, you know, that good conversation.
0: Yeah, I think executives are good, too, at seeing a, a chart or something and saying, what is this? What is this spike? And, and you may not have the answer, but yep. it's still a conversation starter. I need to go investigate that. E-
2: exactly. And yeah. we, as we talk about, you know, risk being a four-letter mm-hmm. word to some folks, right? <laughs> One yeah. of the things that I like to talk about at my agency, especially with my senior leadership, is that risk is neither good or bad, right? You know, risk is inevitable. Like, yeah, yeah. We do things that are inherently risky on a day-to-day basis in our personal lives and sure. our professional lives, right? So how you manage that risk is something that you can be evaluated and judged on right so sure. you know it's not about you know risk being good or bad so if there is a risk now you as you start looking at you know how that risk data is trending you can ask questions like okay what's contributing to the upward tick in this particular risk, or right. you know what, what's contributing to us reducing this risk, you gain those insights, and now you know you're you're getting things that management can now use and maybe replicate throughout the agency um, to identify commonalities in areas where you know mm-hmm. you can be smart around you know how we do business and move forward accordingly. Right. So I think you know just just being smart with how we how we take the insights that we're getting from that data and inform decision making is you know what we ultimately want to do.
0: So I want to ask you guys, uh, I mean, have you found that your agencies or your member agencies in the group have, uh, you know, some of these questions come up, they want to know, do we have this data? Do we have that data? Um, you know, has that kind of spread through the parts of the organization to start gathering certain types of data or even like, hey, we need to measure this or this needs to be part of our performance or performance metrics or measures? Have you guys seen that at all?
1: Absolutely. I think that as, as in order to mature your program, you have to let the organization sort of help drive what the needs are, Mm -hmm. and so if we get to a place where we're trying to make decisions and we have a question that we don't have the answer to, but we realize that it's an important component to sort of solving, you know, how we address the situation, then we go for it. If another area is, 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 is using something that we hadn't considered at the enterprise level, and we think the whole organization can benefit from it, we use it and we incorporate it into our, our system, we customize our system to address that and make it easy. And one of the other things is that the accessibility of the data is so important. We're using all sorts of, we're using technology um. to make sure that you know through business intelligence and visualization that is on their desktop mm-hmm. that is it's available. Because when we started, um, we just sort of lived in a PowerPoint world right. where we prepared reports based on, say for instance, data that maybe a small group kind of owned and maintained, but mm-hmm. now everyone owns this data. Everyone can see it, you can query it, and you can, so in order to get sort of the data out there, everyone's using it, that's where the questions come in. We have a rich users group so they can bring to the table how they're using it or what the needs are for the data, and if we uncover that there's something that we didn't think of that can improve our process, we, we, we write it in, and that's one right. of the benefits of having sort of an organic, customizable uh, tool
0: yeah so uh, what are some of kind of the current hot topics that the the, the COP is discussing right now
2: so um, so so far we, we've had um, two meetings so we had the mm-hmm. first inaugural meeting back in April and the topic for that meeting was uh, leveraging technology to enhance your agency's ERM capabilities mm-hmm. and data analytics what is it right so yeah, the basics exactly um, and the second one is building a data analytic framework for ERM. So I'll speak a little bit to the first meeting, and I'll let LaTega talk about the, the second meeting. So the first meeting, it was really just LaTega and I uh, transitioning the the, um, the uh, session that we had at a firm. And, mm-hmm. you know, because we both have, you know, tools that we use for our ERM programs. You know, I have a SharePoint-based tool. Right. Right. Um, she has a tool with technology so we we thought it was important to really just kind of get that out in the community so we thought that was a good starting point to say hey you know this is how we currently you know leverage you know tools and and data within our respective organizations Mm -hmm. you know this is what's out here this is how you can do it and and it's scalable right you know you can do things on a grander scale you can you know we want to meet people where they are so we wanted to give them options as to hey, you know, this is what's out there. These are the capabilities that we have within our respective organizations. Right. Um, then we, we had a conversation around just data analytics and what is it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, data analytics means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. So so one of the things we wanted to do was really just kind of start that conversation with the community. Mm-hmm. We're not there to, once again, we're not there to dictate, right? We're there to be a part of a voice of the community. So right. we thought it was good to just, you know, let's, let's show some research on what data analytics um, is, you know, how people define it, Uh, how it can be used. Uh, And one of the things that we did was um, we pulled a a recent Gardner um, survey Mm -hmm. to just talk about how data analytics is being used in ERM programs. So that was a a really good start. One of the things that, you know, we learned in that is that within our community, so the Gardner survey, I think, had about 112 or so respondents. Mm -hmm. At that particular meeting, I think we had um, respondents ranging from 25 to 26 people. Um, so one of the first questions we asked were, you know, are you currently using the tool to support your ERM activities? Yeah. And 68% of the people said no. Oh, wow. You know, so, exactly. Yeah. So that's telling, right? So, you know, right out of the gate, you know, we figured out, you know, where we stood as a community as far as what was, you know, right. what people had, what they didn't have. So that was insightful for us because that kind of helped. It helps us, you know, figure out, okay, how, how should we progress in this process? You know, what do people yeah. want to know? I think the good thing about it is that um, one of the things we did learn was that there's a ton of interest in this area, which yeah. I think is a good thing. So um, one of the other questions is, you know, if you don't have a tool, do you plan to get a tool and win? Right. And what we saw was, you know, the vast majority of folks within a year or two wanted to invest in some kind of uh, tool or um, system that could help support their ERM process. So you yeah. can see the direction where people want to go. It's just about, you know, how to, how do we get there, right? right. So. Another one of the questions was, you know, how do you currently use, for the folks that are using it, how do you currently use, you know, your GRC tool? So, the top three answers were uh, data aggregation and storage, data analysis, uh, and the final answer was, you know, don't have a tool, right? We just (laughs) talked about where where that stood on the spectrum. Uh, So, what was cool was that the data from our group really aligned with the data that Gardner had as well. So, it was cool to kind of see the correlation. So, that's one of the things that we wanted to do was be able to see, you know, where we are as a community compared to some other benchmarking that you know Gardner had already done as well right um, so I think all in all what we found was that you know we're very nascent in in the federal government you know ERM overall as a capability is, is new for folks yeah. based on the, the guidance that came out in 2016. Um, Latega and her team obviously were ahead of the curve. at starting their program in twenty eleven, but most programs are relatively yeah. in the infancy stage. So you would expect to see that. So those are results that we expect a lot of that. I think as we think about you know the next generation of erm and where it's going next, mm-hmm. it involves data. So you have to figure out effective ways to leverage data, and that's yeah. some of the insights that we kind of gained from that you know initial session. So I thought we had a really Great. good first session. Yeah, we
1: really did. They were so engaged. Questions throughout, and which I love. Don't hold them because you sort totally of lose them, but. For the second session, and we did uh, Curtis uh, did some polling questions. Mm-hmm. We decided that we wanted to have interaction in all, all of our in our all of our meetings. We didn't want to have them just sit there and listen to us, and so we try to bake in some sort of way in which they can contribute. And I actually have a takeaway, but for the second one, we we focused on building a data analytic framework for ERM, and we. We look to uncover, we like to touch on things, like we are still constantly reminding to level set what we think data analytics is, because like Curtis said, it can be different things. So we always talk about what it is to us and to this group. Mm -hmm. Um, We touch on things, but we don't necessarily drill down to every little thing, but in this second session, we were looking to understand or touch on environmental scans for data, you know, like mining for data around your organization, you know, kind of considering what data could inform your ERM program. Um, the sources of that data and that, that you want to include in your ERM framework, uh, the types of data that inform the risk process, and, and the accessibility of data, too. That was a very important thing because having it doesn't do any, any good if it's just in a, a small uh, ERM office. We also talked about the types of data analytics, the descriptive, which sort of answers what happened, diagnostics, which kind of looks at a historical perspective and kind of helps understand why it happened. Mm -hmm. But what we consider advanced uh, analytics or predictive analytics has to do with sort of telling why something, um, you know, telling what is likely to happen or even uh, that's predictive and for prescriptive sort of describing what action to take. Right. That's a level of maturity that very few organizations, including the Census Bureau, have, no matter how mature our program is. In fact, I think 63% in, a, in another survey that was done um, by Gardner indicates that 63% don't use advanced analytics. So most of mm-hmm. us are still in that diagnostics, descriptive stage sure. of, of, of what's happening in our risk world. Right. And so that sort of gives us some, somewhere to go, you know, somewhere yeah. to, to, to evolve to. Um, how they're leveraging um, the the technology and the data to inform their programs, their KRI uh, KRI tracking and things of that nature was something that we wanted to consider, Um, and the potential sources which, you know, we all have sort of these uh, process steps related to our ERM, the way we approach ERM, and we thought, well, just can you decompose the process and see are there sources of data that could inform each process? We talked about the risk identification process. Where could sources of risk identification come from? And also the treatment. You know, what? where can we get uh, help with that? We talked about the tools, the BI centers, the business intelligence mm-hmm. things, the visualization components, and how we can sort of use that. So I think that... Um, Just getting uh, the community thinking about the sources of data and the marriage between technology and hosting that data and how to sort of get it out is where we sort of wanted to stimulate the group to be.
0: Right. Yeah, and it's back to that old thing about if you don't measure it, then you're not really going to manage it, are you? Because you Absolutely. don't know, this is just amorphous, you know, what's going on out there. Yeah. And, yep. and what I like what I'm hearing, it sounds like you guys are, because I think early stages ERM was maybe more of an art versus a science. It was kind of like, I have this instinct that these things are bad yes. and we got to w- worry about them. But now you're getting some real data, putting science to it, yes. trying to predict things. I mean, that's really this is the next maturity level for sure. How yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. So How do we make sense yeah. of it? And right.
1: Data just for the sake of data does nobody any good. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was at a conference, I think a Gardner conference recently, and, and one of the interesting things I found when you do your networking is that some of the participants or the attendees were focused on the data that, the, their, their company data, whereas my entire business is data. Mm-hmm. So if I don't get this right, there's something wrong with me. I've got plenty of colleagues who've been managing data for a long time. When we just introduced Tableau recently, we've been using Tableau for big data for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. So I think that when I say we're just scratching the surface, tip of the iceberg, like you said, you start off with kind of like an art, and now it's like getting real serious. Yeah. And yeah. so it's more important that we not just have fillers, that we have useful yeah. data. And honestly, I kind of think that data you know, if it's worth the collecting you should be able to use it for more than one thing. I sure. mean that's that's sort of what I think. So that's where we are, not trying to put in what we don't need, willing to take out what we thought we needed and realize it's not, you know, adding much value. So okay. um, we did have some final points for that particular that second session mm-hmm. that we share with everybody and we talked about the difference between the types of data and um, and the trends. We think it's important for to keep your ear to the ground.
0: Yeah. Well, I just have a couple more questions for you guys. Um, I guess um, kind of cue them both up, but one was really just what kind of things is the group sharing with each other, actual best practices or white papers, things like that, and then kind of what are some future topics you guys would like to discuss. So maybe start off with some of the things you actually share with each other or you know, plan to share with each other with the agencies.
2: Yeah, I think what we're, what we're attempting to share now is that, you know, the insights that we have in our respective agencies. So, you know, what we're doing, you know, that kind of practical application that mm-hmm. I talked about earlier, which I think is important, yeah. um, is a nice takeaway. So giving them um, real life examples of, you know, what we're experiencing as we try to go through this ERM data journey, right? Mm-hmm. You, know, yeah. how, you know, what struggles do we have? So we're sharing um, just tools and techniques for what we have. In addition to research that we've done, you know, both Latega and I are, um, are members of uh, the Gardner vs. Management Leadership Council. Hmm. So any insights in, um, from surveys and data that they're doing there, we're contributing that to the group um, as well. Um, data analytics community of practice, I feel like it's incumbent upon us to collect data while we're in hmm. these sessions. So the surveys that we collect while we're in the data, we're we're taking that data and we're sending it back out to them so they can understand from a community perspective, yeah. you know, where we are so we can benchmark you know, where we are currently versus, you know, where we want to go. Right. Um, so, those are the things that we want to share. And we want to share, we want others to be able to share as well. I think we're kind of just getting our feet wet. So, LaTega and I are doing a lot of the sharing right mm-hmm. now. But eventually, you know, I do have other folks that, that I know are doing really good things with data in the federal space that I want to come in and um, that maybe not are currently participating in the group, but to, you know, to lead some presentations, yeah. some discussions, and, you know, some dialogue to be able to share. Uh, to the community as well. So so we definitely have some thoughts on doing that. And Latega, you want to talk about yeah. the people
1: I, I do. I'm, I'm a big proponent. I, I'm also a PMP, and I uh, under the Census Bureau, I do not only ERM, but program and project management, uh, mm-hmm. policies, standards, tools. And so I'm a big tool girl, yeah. in addition to being data. And I think I like to share tools, like, for instance, process maturity. I think that you should keep an eye on not only where you are, but where you can go once you you. you sort of embed a good practice and you want to continue to improve upon it, you have to have some sort of measure. Um, we have one of the departments that we use, but then we also, once we sort of hit that advanced level of maturity, we look outside for other tools. I think implementation plans, I think uh, mm-hmm. organizations that have a smaller level of maturity in their ERM, sometimes that's what they need sort of to get them really, you know, going is a, an, an indication of some sort of implementation plan. And then right. we go off and run with it. So, like I said, Kirsten and I talked about, you know, what can we share that is usable? We like tangible oh, sure. in sharing, yeah. you know, among the groups. So tools, templates, tips um, that help sort of get, you know, get folks off the ground is, is what we what we hope to share.
2: Right. And, and the plan is that there there is an avenue on the firm website on the member portion where, oh, right. where we, you can actually, you know, post um, the documents that we're talking about and the content that we're talking about. So. Uh, Once again, as far as, you know, having the the benefit of being an affirm member and participating in this community of practice is being able to have access to that repository of information as well to be able to go back to. Right. So,
0: yeah, I mean, uh, I talked to a couple of folks on this podcast as well, and they had, you know, like data analytics strategies and all kinds of interesting things. Maybe there's things they could share or you guys could share. I think yeah. There's all there's, there's all kinds of templates and ideas you guys can definitely absolutely put what, out there. what
1: I will say about the Gardner license that we have, uh, Gardner um, absorbed CEB, and CEB uh, corporate exec board had mm-hmm. a sort of a different model where, unlike Gardner, if you had a license, you could share the research across your organization. Mm. Anyone that had a census.gov email could could tap into the information, and so so once we sort of uh, create a culture of risk awareness and mm-hmm. we you know we have a risk users group we want to keep it sort of stimulated and we want to make uh, accessible to them all kinds of information whether it's web uh, you know webinar app- opportunities um, or just some of the latest research surrounding some area that may be you know plaguing their particular program area so I just think that the sharing of of information is really really good and I'm glad that Gardner sort of kept that model yeah. um, when they adopted CEB I think the other thing that we talked about was um, case studies Curtis and I hmm. shared a case study at our last um, event where we're talking about how we approach something I mentioned the oversight audit management data um, that we created using SharePoint uh, some, some process around so that we could capture and share that data. And I just think sometimes when you just point out what you're doing, you get ideas, and you can just go off to your own agencies and do that. And, and so like Curtis said, I look forward to seeing what little nuggets we can get from the community so right. that we can continue to expand our, our own programs.
2: Yeah, and one of the, the case study that I introduced to that group was mm-hmm. um, how we're currently trying to manage our deferred maintenance and capital renewal backlog within the agency, right? So it's oh, yeah. so, a so great data point to be able to, you know, share with the community, so that was that was a good one as well.
1: Which is nice. fascinating with your inventory of beautiful
2: historic buildings,
0: by the well, way. Well, thank you. <laughs> take pride in it. Well, last question, like we kind of said here, um, you know, what are some future discussion areas or activities you would like the COP to do or discuss?
1: So go ahead, Curtis.
2: Oh, so so like we talked about, you know, we tried to poll the community. So, based on um, our original poll, these are some of the topics that we kind of came up with: were um, really understanding the benefits of data analytics and ERM, mm-hmm. um, assessing your organization's data analytics capabilities, mm-hmm. um, surveying sources of risk data, uh, mining data to enhance your ERM capabilities. Um, so so we're we're open to. You know, just whatever the community... We want to be the voice of the community, right? So we don't want to dictate the content and conversation. We want to make sure that, you know, it's a, it's a two-way conversation between, you know, us and being, you know, leaders of the community and part of the community that we're, we're taking, you know, what they want to um, learn, grow with, and make sure we kind of put that out there for the community to absorb. So yeah. um, that's the direction that we like to go. Um, if anyone has any suggestions on topics or, you know, things that they would like to... Com- can contribute. You can um, you can reach us both at if you go to the uh, affirm.org website under Member Services, and then there's a Communities of Interest and Practice, and you'll see the DayCop link that has our contact information in there. Um, so yeah, you can reach out to us. Feel free to give us suggestions. We're we're open book, so we're open to um, you know getting getting what we can from the community. Um, and the last thing I'll, I'll say is that we always want to remember the DayCop way, which is to uh, start, build, and grow. We want to start somewhere, build content, and grow capability. So yeah, that's great. that's, and that's model.
0: the same contact to actually join the group too. If you're if you're governmental, you can reach out to you as well. Yes,
2: you can reach out to Latigo or myself, and we'll get you uh, plugged into the um, to the community. Very
0: good. Well, thank you both for being here today. This was a really very informative session. So I thank you very much for for coming today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for joining us. Check us out at. Firm.org. See all our podcasts there. And uh, we have the summit actually this week. So we'll see when this podcast gets published. It'll probably be after, but uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to catch up with a lot of you there. And I'm sure we'll have plenty of interesting topics to discuss after that. Some new podcasts. So until next time, this is Paul Marshall signing off for Chris Chats with the Firm.